It's great to see all of you here and to see all of our boys and girls here because what that means is that there are young people here ready and excited to learn about Jesus and about God's word. You guys ready to do that? Yes, I see a nod, yes. So we'll send you off to children in worship time. It's el tiempo de niños en adoración. I'm very excited that we have that ministry for our young people and to help them to grow and to mature. That's our theme for the year, moving towards maturity, and we're all doing that. El tema del año es, es uh, avanzar hacia la madurez, y los niños hacen eso también. I want to just highlight a couple things before we get into our scripture reading. One is that we have for you, again, our weekly Proverbs study guide. We started this last week. Every Sunday in this series on Proverbs, we're going to have on the tables, uh, I believe everywhere, anywhere you see a table, pretty much, uh, this study guide. Este guía de estudios de proverbios para esta serie en la cual estamos. And the idea is you're getting advance notice of next week's message. You're going to get the scriptures. You're going to get some questions to have you thinking so that when we come to Sunday, your heart is really prepared. Uh, the, the soil has been plowed and cultivated, and it's ready to receive that seed of God's word that gets planted through the message. So we encourage that. Les animamos a que usen esto. Along with our Bible reading plans, which again are on the back, and uh, we are in week number two. If you have gotten behind, there's flexibility to catch up. And if you feel like you're so behind, you don't know what to do, just go to the next week. They're all sectioned off. I like that. So it's like, oh, this week didn't go so well. All right, we'll just go on to next week. Just keep reading in the Word of God. And finally, I want to, again, prepare us for this moment. Quiero prepararnos para este momento. We are going to come to the Lord's table today. And there is so much that could be said about this. And I will say a few things later. But number one is I want to encourage you to have your heart ready. All who have professed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and are seeking to follow him faithfully are welcome here. All who have sin in their lives are welcome here with that understanding that we need him to forgive us. We come confessing our sin. We come admitting that we have failed. And so I want to get your heart ready for that. Quiero preparar sus corazones. Todos los que han profesado al Señor Jesucristo como Señor y Salvador son bienvenidos acá. Todos los que hemos pecado somos bienvenidos con tal que confesemos nuestros pecados ante el Señor. So this morning as we continue in this series on Proverbs, I'd like to read the scripture from Proverbs chapter 9. We're going to read the first six verses of that chapter, and there will be other places in Proverbs I'm going to be reading from, so please be ready. Proverbios 9, del 1 al 6. This week I'd like to switch it around and begin by reading in Spanish first, then I'll read in English. Voy a comenzar leyendo en español y después en inglés. So let's listen. Let's dig into God's word. Escuchemos la palabra de Dios. La sabiduría construyó su casa y labró sus siete pilares. Preparó un banquete, mezcló su vino y tendió la mesa. Envió a sus doncellas y ahora clama desde lo más alto de la ciudad. Vengan conmigo los inexpertos, dice a los faltos de juicio. Vengan, disfruten de mi pan y beban del vino que he mezclado. Dejen su insensatez y vivirán. Andarán por el camino del discernimiento. Wisdom has built her house. 
She has hewn out its seven pillars. She has prepared her meat and mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her maids, and she calls from the highest point of the city. Let all who are simple come in here, she says to those who lack judgment. Come, eat my food, and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways, and you will live. Walk in the way of understanding. Ding dong. You hear that sound at home, right? And one of the first questions you're going to ask is, who is it? Who could be there? ¿Quién será? Decimos cuando escuchamos ese sonido. These days, uh, probably not going to be your you know, family or friends necessarily. It's going to be UPS or Amazon or DoorDash or Uber Eats. Puede ser FedEx, algún servicio de entrega, entrega de paquetes. But if you're my age or if you're a little bit older, and I see some of you out there, when you hear that sound, ding dong, you know who is at the door. Ya saben los mayores como nosotros. Who is it? Ding dong, it's Avon calling. Avon calling. That's right. If you're my age, there were these commercials, these ads in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s promoting Avon Cosmetics. Había esta mujer, uh, la mujer Avon, and the Avon lady would show up at your door and ring the doorbell, ding dong, it's Avon calling, and she would have perfectly coiffed hair, a smart dress, heels, and just the right amount of makeup, tenía un peinado, un buen vestido, maquillaje, and the Avon lady was there to provide just the right product, the right advice, the right knowledge, the right encouragement to help women look their best and to reach their full potential. Tenía el producto correcto, el, el consejo correcto para las damas. When Avon came calling, all you had to do was open the door and things would get better. Cuando llamaba la mujer Avon, solo tenía que abrir la puerta. So, as I said, those of us who are older, we know the Avon lady is an iconic figure, really, in the history of advertising. La mujer Avon es, es un personaje icónico en la publicidad. But the Bible tells us about another iconic figure. Now, the Avon lady, we're not taking anything away from her. She has changed the lives of millions. La mujer Avon ha cambiado muchos. But there is another lady who has changed even more lives and had an even greater impact upon our world. Hay una mujer que ha tenido un impacto más grande. The book of Proverbs calls her Lady Wisdom. Es la mujer sabiduría. Now, last week we began this series on the book of Proverbs. And if you were here, you may remember we said that the book of Proverbs is really a vehicle. It's a vehicle that is showing us the way to maturity, the way to become what God has meant for us to be. Proverbios nos muestra el camino hacia la madurez. And we saw in the beginning verses and chapters of Proverbs this motif, this recurring theme in Proverbs. It's the recurring theme of a father who is imparting good counsel to his son. A este tema recurrente de un padre que da consejo a su hijo. And in that conversation between the father and the son, the father 
puts before the son an image of two kinds of women that the son can follow. Hay dos mujeres para seguir según el padre. And the first woman is the woman I just talked about. Lady Wisdom. Wisdom is presented in Proverbs as an honorable, faithful, noble woman. La sabiduría es una mujer honrada y fiel. And in the first nine chapters especially, what we see happening over and over again is that this lady wisdom is out there in the public spaces. And she's crying out for attention. La sabiduría está en lugares públicos clamando y buscando atención. For example, let's go to Proverbs chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. Proverbios 1, 20, 21. It says this, Wisdom calls aloud in the street. She raises her voice in the public squares. Clama la sabiduría en las calles, en los lugares públicos. Levanta su voz. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. In the gateways of the city, she makes her speech. Clama en las esquinas de calles transitadas en la entrada de la ciudad. Razona. So wisdom is out there. She's crying out. We see something very similar in Proverbs 8. Proverbios 8, the first five, four verses. Proverbs 8 says, Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice acaso no está llamando la sabiduría no está elevando su voz la inteligencia on the heights along the way where the paths meet she takes her stand beside the gates leading into the city at the entrances she cries aloud to you O oh man I call out I raise my voice to all mankind toma su puesto en las alturas en la vera del camino en las encrucijadas junto a las puertas que dan a la ciudad en la entrada misma grita voz en cuello a ustedes los hombres los estoy llamando dirijo mi voz a toda la humanidad so you get the picture here this lady wisdom is out there all over the place every place you can think of at stoplights at stores on the streets on the heights everywhere and she's extending an invitation it's an equal opportunity invitation to all humankind la sabiduría da en público una invitación a toda la humanidad what is the invitation what is the message ¿Qué es el mensaje well proverbs 8:5 gives us a clue you who are simple gain prudence you who are foolish Gain understanding. Ustedes los inexpertos adquieran prudencia. Ustedes los necios obtengan discernimiento. Wisdom is calling out to any and all who hear and says, You foolish and simple ones, get wise. Los necios adquieran sabiduría. Who are the foolish and simple ones? It's all of us. Because she's calling to all of us. Son todos nosotros. And then we come to chapter 9, which I just read before. And here we find something just a little bit different. Vemos algo diferente en capítulo 9. Here we find that wisdom is not only inviting people to meet her out in public, she's inviting people over to her house. La sabiduría nos invita a su casa. Wisdom has built her a house. She's hewn out its seven pillars. La sabiduría construyó su casa. She has prepared her meat. And mixed her wine. She set her table. Preparó un banquete. Tendió la mesa. She sent out her maids. And she calls from the highest point of the city. Let all who are simple come in here. Envió a sus doncellas. Clama desde lo más alto de la ciudad. Vengan conmigo los inexpertos. 
So let's think about this for a minute. It's one thing when you meet up with someone in a public place, say like a restaurant or a cafe. We don't get to do that much right now, but in the old days when we used to, right? When you met somebody out in a public space, that communicated a certain level of relationship. Cuando nos encontramos con alguien público, es cierto nivel de relación. Often dates take place in a public place, a movie theater, a restaurant, a cafe. That's where you're going to meet somebody for the first time, or you begin a friendship that way. It's a certain level of, of relationship that is close, but not as close as it could be. A cierto nivel de intimidad. But when someone invites you over to their house, that's another level. Es otro nivel de relación cuando alguien te invita a casa. And that's what Lady Wisdom is doing here. Here, Wisdom is not only out in public, she's at home, she's saying, come on over for dinner. Vengan a cenar conmigo. Verse 5, come, eat my food and drink the wine I've mixed. Leave your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the way of understanding. Vengan, disfrutan de mi pan y beban del vino que mezclado. Dejen su insensatez y vivirán, andarán por el camino del discernimiento. Here, Wisdom is inviting us not only to go out on a date, to meet her out there in the streets. Wisdom is inviting us to a more intimate relationship. La relación aquí es más íntima. Wisdom is inviting us not only to date her, but to marry her, to live with her, to live by her. Nos invita a casarnos con ella, vivir con ella. Y vivir por medio de ella. She wants to have a close, intimate relationship with us. So what is wisdom then? ¿Qué es la sabiduría? In case we forgot from last week, Proverbs 9, verse 10 tells us, Proverbios 9, yes, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. El comienzo de la sabiduría es el temor del Señor. Conocer al Santo es tener discernimiento. Wisdom has to do with fearing God. And fearing God has to do with knowing who God is. Knowing the Holy One. El temor del Señor es conocer al Santo. That's where wisdom is to be found. Wisdom is to be found where we are in a place of knowing God and seeking to know Him. There's also another place, a chapter earlier, where wisdom and the fear of the Lord are described in negative terms. Proverbs 8.13, Proverbios 8.13. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. Quien teme al Señor aborrece lo malo. And God then says, I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, perverse speech, yo aborrezco el orgullo, la arrogancia, la mala conducta, el lenguaje perverso, dice Dios. So, wisdom has to do with the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is to know who the Holy One is, to accept who God is. That's fear of the Lord. But the opposite is to reject God and to embrace evil 
And that is what God hates. Lo opuesto de temer al Señor es, es, es rechazar, al Señor, rechazar al Señor y abrazar al mal. God hates evil behavior. He hates pride. He hates arrogance. He hates perverse speech. Dios aborrece lo malo, la mala conducta, la arrogancia, el lenguaje perverso. So what is this evil like? ¿Cómo es este mal? This evil is like the other woman that the father has been talking about. This evil is like this woman called Dame Folly. Es como la mujer necia. And in Proverbs 9.13, we go back to that chapter, we read that Dame Folly also is out there making her case. And she is also making an invitation. La mujer necia también hace una invitación. Proverbs 9.13, the woman Folly is loud. La mujer necia es escandalosa. She sits at the door of her house on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling to all who pass by, to who go straight on their way. Let all the simple come in here, she says to those who lack judgment. Se sienta las puertas de su casa eh, y, y llama a los que van por el camino. Vengan conmigo, inexpertos, dice los faltos de juicio. Stolen water is sweet Food eaten in secret is delicious. El pan que sabe a miel que si se come a escondidas, las aguas robadas saben a gloria. But little do they know that the dead are there. That her guests are in the depths of the grave. Esos ignoran que allí está la muerte que sus invitados caen al fondo de la fosa. So there's a lot here that's similar. There is this woman out there who's making an invitation, a woman who's inviting to something that seems attractive, that seems good, that seems right. A esta mujer que invita a lo que parece atractivo y bueno. But it's not. Because you see, Dame Folly, as we said last week, is a temptress. She's a seductress. She's an adulteress. She's a prostitute. And she is not inviting to anything good. Esta es una seductora, es una adultera que no nos invita a nada mal. She's inviting us to reject God. To reject knowing who God is. The choice could not be any clearer and yet it's not clear. La decisión parece clara pero no lo es. We have a choice, the Bible's telling us. We can either eat from Lady Wisdom's table or from Dame Folly's lap. Podemos comer de la mesa de la mujer sabia, la mujer sabiduría, o de la mujer necia. If you eat from Lady Wisdom's table, you're going to be nourished, and you're going to live, and you're going to thrive. Vas a prosperar comiendo de la mesa de la sabiduría. But if you eat from Dame Folly's food, It's going to poison you to death. La comida de la dama necia te va a envenenar. So how do you know the difference between the two? If you are simple, how can you know? If you are foolish, how can you know? It all looks so good. There's only one way you can know. Hay una sola manera de saber. And that is through wisdom. La sabiduría. And what is wisdom? It is to know God and to reject evil. 
es conocer a Dios y rechazar lo malo. Wisdom is going to reveal to us who God is. Who God really is. La sabiduría revela quién es Dios de verdad. Why? Because wisdom and God are like this. They're tied together. La sabiduría y Dios están atadas juntos. Look with me at Proverbs 8.22. Here we learn in Proverbs 8.22 another theme that we're going to see through Proverbs, and that is that wisdom is God's first and greatest work. La sabiduría es la primera obra de Dios. Proverbs 8.22, it says, The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. That is before the beginning of time. El Señor me dio vida como primicia de sus obras mucho antes de sus obras de antaño. I was appointed... It's talking about wisdom. I was appointed from eternity, from the beginning, before the world began. Fui establecida desde la eternidad, desde antes que existiera el mundo. So what is this saying? This is saying that, that wisdom is like this force, this power, this, this principle, this reality that has been with God and is behind everything that God has made. Wisdom is behind the fabric of the entire universe. That's how the universe came into existence, was through the wisdom of God. La sabiduría es una fuerza, un poder, un principio, una realidad detrás de toda la creación. Wisdom is from all eternity. Wisdom has been with God forever. La sabiduría ha estado con Dios para siempre. So wisdom is uniquely qualified to tell you and me who God is and what God is like. La sabiduría nos dice quién es Dios. But not only that, because wisdom's behind the creation, wisdom's going to tell you what the world is like. And wisdom is going to tell you and me how to live before God in this world. La sabiduría nos dice cómo está el mundo y cómo vivir ante Dios en este mundo. And that's why at the end of the chapter in Proverbs 8:34, wisdom makes this statement. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. ¿Verdad? Quien me encuentra ahí a la vida y recibe el favor del Señor. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. En verdad, quien me encuentra ahí a la vida y recibe el favor del Señor. Without wisdom, you cannot have life. No hay vida aparte de la sabiduría. Adam and Eve tried it. They tried to discern between good and evil, but without God. What happened? Death. Adam y Eva intentaron discernir el bien y mal sin Dios y les llevó a la muerte. Wisdom saying you've got to have me if you're going to know God. If you're going to know what's right and walk in that path. Now this is a critical thing. This is a very important thing that we need to understand. We need to recognize that here is where we can actually get tripped up in our quest for wisdom. Aquí podemos despiarnos. It's at this point of knowing who God is. Now there's a, a commentary in the book of 
Proverbs by an author named Paul Larson. Hay un comentario de Proverbios por Paul Larson. And he says in this commentary that the great problem we face in our modern day and age is that most people do not want to believe in the God who is there. They rather would believe in the God they want to be there. La gente no cree en el Dios tal como es, sino en el Dios que quieren para sí mismo. In other words, what we find in our day and age is that instead of accepting and understanding who God is as the Bible reveals him to us, a God who's created us in his image, there is a strong push in our culture today to change God and to manipulate our understanding of God and to create God in our image. En vez de aceptar al Dios que nos creó a su imagen, queremos cambiar a Dios y hacerlo a nuestra imagen. Do you understand the difference? And so, you and I, we've probably heard people say things like this. I don't believe in a God who, fill in the blank. No creo en un Dios que. I don't believe in a God who would take sin so seriously. I don't believe in a God that would actually condemn people for their sin or send them to hell or something like that. No creo en un Dios que, que tome en serio pecado, que condene a las personas. I don't believe in a God who would allow all the suffering that's happening in our world. No creo en Dios que permita el sufrimiento. I don't believe in a God who is always trying to tell me what to do and where to go and what to say and who to sleep with and what to, to put in my body. I don't believe in a God like that. No creo en Dios que me diga qué hacer o con quién estar, etc. I don't believe in a God who... Oh, I believe in a God, rather, who, and fill in the blank. I believe in a God that just wants to see me have a good time. I believe in a God who just wants me happy. I believe in a God who doesn't want me to go through hard times. I believe in, you understand, we want to shape and form and make up a God who conforms to our desires. La gente quiere un Dios que conforme a sus deseos, but here's the problem. Without wisdom, what you got is a distorted, simplistic, false view of God. Es una, una perspectiva distorsionada y falsa. And so that's not the fear of the Lord. What is that? It's foolishness. Eso no es el temor del Señor, es la, la insensatez. In fact, Paul Larson, later on in the same commentary, he says this, to try and change around God, to make God conform to our wishes, is actually to make an idol and to worship that. But to accept God as He really is, to accept Him and know Him as He shows Himself to be, do you know what that is? He says that's a fundamental act of wisdom. Aceptar a Dios tal como es, es un acto de la sabiduría. So then that brings the question. What is God like? Really? How is God? Really? ¿Cómo es Dios de verdad? Who 
is God. Really? ¿Quién es Dios de verdad? The Bible tells us who he is and how he is. La Biblia nos dice. And in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 in the New Testament, there's a powerful verse. Colossians 1, 15 and 16, Colossenses 1, 15, 16. And this is what it says about God. It says, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Él es la imagen del Dios invisible, el primogénito de toda creación. For by him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. Por medio de él fueron creadas todas las cosas en el cielo, en la tierra, visibles e invisibles, sean tronos, poderes, principados, autoridades. Todo ha sido creado por medio de él y para él. So this short, powerful scripture is talking about someone who is the image of the invisible God. This one shows God visibly as he really is. Hay alguien que es la imagen del Dios invisible. And not only that, this one has been with God from the beginning. He is the firstborn over all creation. Es el primogénito sobre toda la creación. That does not mean he was created by God. It means that he is over all that God has created. And this one has been with God from the beginning, from before eternity. And this one it actually is the one by whom all things have been made. Everything's been made through him and for him. Este ha sido creado, eh, no ha sido creado, más bien ha estado con Dios y todas las cosas fueron creadas por medio de él. This one who is God visibly shown is the wisdom that Proverbs 8.22 is talking about. He's that force, that power, that reality, that person behind all of the world that God has made. Who is it? It's Jesus Christ. It's Jesucristo. He's the wisdom of God. He's been with the Father from all eternity. Never was created. Always there. When you've been with God for eternity, you probably know him pretty well because, you see, Jesus is God. He's God the Son. Él es Dios el Hijo. And if we turn to Matthew chapter 11, 27, Jesus, this wisdom from God, makes an amazing claim. Mateo 11, 27, he says, No one knows the Father except the Son. That's Jesus. And those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Nadie conoce al Padre sino el Hijo y aquel a quien, a quien el Hijo quiera revelarlo. Jesus knows who the Father is perfectly. And then, in the very next verse, He makes this stunning invitation. He says, come. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, all you who are trying to do life without God, come to me and I will give you rest. Vengan a mí todos ustedes que están cansados y agobiados y yo les daré descanso. Take my yoke upon you. Get yoked to me. Connect to me and learn from me. Carguen con mi yugo y aprendan de mí. It's an invitation from wisdom, from Jesus. So Proverbs will tell us 
Wisdom is like a lady. La sabiduría es como una mujer, but the word of God tells us that wisdom is Jesus. Wisdom is Jesus. La sabiduría es Jesús. And if we will come to him, if we will accept his invitation, he will show us who God really is. He will show us what the world is really about. And if we follow him, he will give us rest and he will nourish us. He will give us the very best of what we need to live now and forevermore with him. The food he offers us will last forever. Él nos invita a su casa a, a seguirlo y comer de su mesa. Y lo que Él nos da nos va a alimentar para siempre. And so this is where we need to recognize this morning that we have an invitation this morning. Wisdom is calling. La sabiduría está llamando. And wisdom today is inviting us to come to the table. La sabiduría nos invita a la mesa. Jesus, the wisdom of God, is inviting us to come to his table. Jesús, la sabiduría, nos invita a su mesa. And here, we are reminded that he has offered us the very best. His body, his blood, that is the best food ever. Nos ha invitado y nos ha dado su cuerpo, su sangre. It nourishes us forever. He's offered us his death, his resurrection. Nos ha dado su muerte, su resurrección. And he's inviting us. He says, come. And as we eat from this bread, as we drink from this cup, Jesus promises to show us who God is. He shows us that God is a God who takes sin seriously. Él nos muestra que Dios toma en serio el pecado. Yes, He is a God that punishes sin. Yes, He is a God that takes that seriously. Why? Because out of love, He was willing to give up His own Son to suffer and die for us. Él dio a su propio Hijo para sufrir. Y para recibir el castigo nuestro. Jesus took our punishment. And so here we have revealed to us the love of God. And the invitation is to come. Now as we come here today then, God's word is saying this. Accept the invitation of Lady Wisdom. Not Dame Folly. Acepten la invitación de la sabiduría y no la mujer necia. Really, one of the implications of this is that there is a challenge here for us to get to know God as He really is. How much do we know God? Hay que conocer a Dios tal como es. What this is about really is growing up in our theology, becoming mature in our theology, in our understanding of the scriptures and the teaching of God's word. That's why we're reading the scriptures, to get to know God as he really is, not as we imagine or want him to be, but as he really is, because that's infinitely better. La Biblia nos dice quién es Dios y es mejor de lo que tenemos en la imaginación. So wisdom is calling Jesus is calling. Jesús nos llama. 
How are we going to answer? The invitation is to open up the door and let him in. Abramos la puerta para que él entre. Let's go to the Lord in prayer together as we prepare for this time. Heavenly Father, we come to you as we are. In our own human intelligence, we do not have the ability to comprehend how great, how good, how loving, how truthful, how wise you are. No podemos comprender en nuestra inteligencia lo bueno, lo grande, lo sabio que tú eres. We cannot take in your almighty nature, your eternal being. There's absolutely no way. And so you have come to us in your son Jesus, the image of the invisible God. Gracias por venir en Jesús, la imagen del Dios invisible. In this moment, we recognize, God, that you are a God who does take sin seriously. You hate evil. You hate pride and arrogance, and you hate perverse speech. We confess that we have engaged in all of these like fools. Confesamos que tú detestas lo, lo malo, lo orgulloso, lo perverso, y hemos andado en todas estas cosas. In the silence, we confess before you our, our personal sin. Confesamos en el silencio nuestro pecado. Lord Jesus, you have invited us here. We come humbly and gratefully with thankful hearts. Venimos con corazones humildes y agradecidos, Señor. Thank you for inviting us. And thank you for feeding us. May we be fed to bless others. Que podamos ser alimentados para bendecir a otros. We ask this in Jesus' name, in the nombre del Señor Jesús. Amen. The Lord Jesus, the same night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his followers, saying, Take, each is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. El Señor Jesús, la misma noche que fue entregado, Tomó el pan y dando gracias lo partió y se lo dio a sus discípulos diciendo, Tomad, comed, este es mi cuerpo que por vosotros es partido. Haced esto en memoria de mí. After the same manner, after they had supped, he took the cup. And he said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. Después de la misma manera, también tomó de la copa diciendo, esta copa es el nuevo pacto en mi sangre. 
Haced esto cada vez que tomad esto en memoria de mí. If you are in need of a personal communion kit, looks like this. We do have elders available to help you with that. And if you have one ready, we want to invite you to take out the bread. Les invitamos a sacar el pan 